friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we're convinced that being a resilient leader is not just a good idea. In this changing world, it's absolutely required. I'm J.R. Briggs, your podcast host and founder of Kairos Partnerships. Well, thanks to our longtime faithful listeners and to our first-time listeners or our new listeners, welcome. This podcast has one sole purpose, and that is to equip you to flourish in your leadership even when things are changing all around you. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not really been a huge fan of Greek mythology. Growing up, I had to take Latin. My Latin teacher, Mrs. Hogan, taught us the Roman and Greek mythology, all the characters and the gods, and I was royally confused. Needless to say, I did not do well on that mythology test. In fact, still to this day, I get confused by which God is which and who is who and who does what and why is this God mad at that God? I occasionally hear names of gods, and I say, okay, I've heard of them, but I have no idea who they are, who they're married to, or why they're punished this way. But sometimes, sometimes, I hear a story from Greek mythology, and I think, wow, that is powerful. And there's one that I want to share with you today because it has implications for your leadership. And if you're like me, trust me, don't tune out or turn this off just yet. This story is really, really good. I'll explain it. I'll break it down. It took me a while to, to grasp it, but once I got it, I thought, wow, this I've got to share this. In Greek mythology, there was an island that posed great danger for sailors, especially as they would pass by with their ships. And on the island lived three sirens, these mythical creatures that are half human and half bird. If you've been to Starbucks, you know the Starbucks logo. It has a woman on the front. I found out recently that is a siren. And these sirens sang songs that sailors, when they passed by, could not resist. Maybe you've heard the phrase siren song. Well, this is where it comes from. And on hearing the enchanted singing from the siren, sailors, when they passed by, would be so mesmerized and so distracted that it ultimately drove their ships aground on the rocky shore and they would all drown. It was impossible for the sailors, when they heard the siren songs, to resist the enchanting melodies of the island. It was almost hypnotic. Now, there were two captains that were able to navigate around the island of Sirens without being distracted, and they could successfully steer their ships away from danger and continue on their journeys. They had two very different approaches, though. The first, a captain you've probably heard of before by the name of Odysseus. Odysseus was keenly aware of the inherent danger of the Sirens. He knew how alluring it was and how it would suck you in. So he put wax in the ears of all the men on his crew so they could not hear the sirens singing. So everyone plugged their ears. And his desire was so great, he knew that he would be tempted to hear the siren songs, these hypnotic songs. So he had the sailors, when they were approaching the island, tie him to the mast with ropes. And he ordered his crew and said, under no circumstances were you, are, are they to untie him from the mast until they had completely passed the island and were out of earshot of the sirens. Tied to the mast, when Odysseus heard the sirens, he couldn't resist. He strained, he tried to break free from the ropes on the mast, but his men kept their word and kept him tied down, only freeing him once they had passed the island, thus avoiding running aground and dying. And you say, great. That was a victory. Now, that's one way to do it. But there was another captain of another ship who had a very different approach, and his name was Jason. Maybe you've heard of him as well. Jason and his men, the fabled Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts. 
They were able to elude the hypnotic siren songs on the island and sail safely past. But his approach was very different than Odysseus. On board was a man named Orpheus. Orpheus was a lute player who traveled with Jason and the Argonauts. A lute, of course, is a small stringed instrument, very similar to a guitar. And Orpheus played incredible music on his lute. So as they were approaching the island, Jason ordered Orpheus to play his lute long before the siren songs would begin. And as as long as Orpheus continued playing, Jason and the Argonauts could only hear Orpheus's beautiful music, and the siren songs were drowned out. As the ship approached the island, Jason's crew gathered on deck as Orpheus played his beautiful enchanting songs, more beautiful than the sirens. And Jason and his men were so captivated by the beautiful music of Orpheus, they could not hear the sirens, and they navigated past the island safely and continued on their journey. Now, Odysseus and Jason give us two very different approaches to how we could live our lives as leaders, and more importantly, as humans, especially as it relates to temptations. And this is especially true for faith leaders. If you're a faith leader, I really want you to tune in on this. Now, some of us, like Odysseus, we long to hear the siren songs of temptation that are around us. And we do all we can to strap ourselves to the mast and say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. We put wax in our ears or the ears of other people, and we order others to promise not to untie us until the tempting songs are behind us. And so we grit our teeth and try hard and try to suppress our passions through radical discipline. And that's one way to live. But what if instead we lived like Jason, where we hear and we live into a more beautiful song. Where we live into a different, more beautiful song, one that is so beautiful and captivating that the other tempting songs around us are no longer alluring. Where life and leadership are not a burden to get through, but instead are full of joy and hope and beauty. One approach is escaping temptation. The other approach to life is delighting in a more beautiful song. It reminds me of the Russian author Solzhenitsyn, who wrote, Beauty will save the world. Now, leader, what kind of approach do you live right now? Are you more Odysseus, trying to cover your ears and draw on your willpower and just kind of grit your teeth and get through it? Or is it more about Jason, of seeking out a more beautiful song that makes the other alluring songs not that captivating? What kind of approach do you want to have with life? To strap ourselves to the mast and plug our ears and say, don't, don't, don't. Or will we listen for a more beautiful, more captivating song that is so engaging that the siren songs of temptation can no longer be heard and their appeal is no longer present? So leader, I challenge you. May you live and lead today in such a way that you're captivated by the songs of Orpheus so that you can navigate safely and avoid danger as you pass the island of the sirens.
Well, thanks for being with me today. Muchas gracias to Joel and Bowen at Onalim Productions, who produces all of the episodes of this podcast. If you have video or podcast production needs, Joel is your man. Joel helps tell your story in clear and compelling ways. You can also visit his website and check out his great work at onalimproductions.com, or you can visit the show notes of this podcast episode to learn more. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, there are two approaches, escape or delight. And I challenge you to listen to or even play the songs of Orpheus. It is the more beautiful way forward. Choose delight. Have a great week.